So tonight, we're going to start off, and we're going to be talking about different prayers. We're going to be talking about prayer, and we're going to be talking about um, a relationship with God. And I remember one time, I was preaching a message in here, and uh, we ended the night, at the end of the night, and I did, here, we just told everyone, like, hey, we're just going to play some music. You just find a spot in the room, and you just spend some time in prayer, talking to God. And I love it because we had this kid in our group. He was just a brand new believer, a brand new Christian, was new to all this stuff. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, can, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like, let's talk. And he goes, I don't know how to freaking pray. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about that. So this is, is kind of what we're talking about tonight. And so, um, so one thing that we're going to particularly look at is a, a prayer that David prayed. And not David North, which he's a great prayer if he ever, he ever prays for you, but uh, King David from the Bible. And we're going to look, if you brought your Bibles, we're in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm 139. And, and so here's what's ha- taking place right here in, in this scripture. Uh, David, he, he prayed this prayer after his, uh, after his enemies and after God's enemies, they were on the attack. They were attacking them and, and accusing David of having wrong motives. And instead of David saying, no, 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 this isn't it, guys. This isn't the case. This isn't the situation. And defending himself, he actually prayed what I would consider a dangerous prayer when he asked God to search his heart. So if you got your Bible, we're in Psalm 139. We're just gonna be looking at two verses, uh, verses 23 and 24. And uh, anybody like to live life a little bit dangerously? No, some of you guys just play it safe kind of people. All right, well, for the rest of us who live, like to live life a little bit dangerously, so here's what David prayed, and here's what he had to said, say. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. Know and know my anxious thoughts. If there is any offensive way in me, and lead me into the way everlasting. So tonight... We're gonna, what we're going to do is, is basically I have four things. We're going to break this prayer down into four parts tonight, and we're going to talk through each one of these things. And um, the first thing that David prays, and uh, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, he prays this. He, he prays, search my heart. He prays, search my heart. And you may look at that and go, now why would we ask God to search our heart? Like, doesn't God, like, doesn't he know our hearts? Doesn't he know these things? Like, and you know what? And even if he does, like, I got a pretty good heart anyways, right? Like, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm a pretty good person. Like, I got a good heart. You got a pretty good heart. You're, you're pretty good people in this room. Like, like, we have a good heart, right? Actually, like, we need to understand this about Christ. We do not have a good heart. And it's kind of like when someone's telling you uh, about a guy or about a girl, and they start out with, they've got a great personality. That's code for, they are ugly. Like, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Like, right? Like, <laughs> and like, that's it's kind of like what that's like. And, and, it, it, and if, if you want to be completely accurate, in, in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, it says this. It says, the human heart is what? Does anybody know? Is it, is it the, can we get that next verse on the screen? The human heart is what? Most deceitful. And, and um, 
of all things, and it is what? Desperately wicked. But who really knows how bad it is? See, we need to understand that without Christ, that our heart is not good. A heart is not good. The, and, and, and so what we do is, is uh, since we, we are actually, we're, we are people, we're sinners. We're sinners saved by grace. And since we're not actually great people, um, we, what we do is we deceive others. We begin to deceive others. We, and then at times we deceive ourselves. And in fact, we're all just a bunch of liars. How many of you guys, by a show of hands, who's a liar in here? Okay, we have some honesty. Just go ahead and keep that hand up. Keep that hand up. Um, now, just go ahead and look around to the people who don't have their hands up and say, liar, liar, pants on fire, right? Because here's, here's the reality. Okay, here's the reality. Here's the reality. Listen, listen. You can put your hands down. Here's the reality. We all, we're all liars. We're all sinful people. We lie. And the most common lie that we tell is the lie that we tell to ourselves. We lie to ourselves. The heart is deceitful. We deceive ourselves. We lie to ourselves and we say stuff like, I, I really, I, I should really be in a relationship right now, right? And we say stuff like, well, like, I, or, or maybe we're, we have a, a problem um, being humble and we, we're like, well, I, I just can't, maybe we're, we're full of pride and we're like, well, I just can't help it if I'm better than everybody else, right? Or I'm not full of pride, or maybe you're just like, maybe you lie to yourself and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't struggle with lust. I don't, I don't lust at all. Like, I, I just don't at all. I, I appreciate a, a nice body, but I am not lustful at all. Like, don't we do garbage like that? Like, oh, I'm not materialistic. I, I don't, I don't, I just, I just need nice things, right? Or, or we say stuff like, well, I don't gossip. I never gossip. Here's what I'm doing. I'm just telling people how they can pray for all of these people who are doing bad things. Right? Isn't it funny how we mask our gossip as a prayer request for our friends? And this is why prayer is important. This is why prayer is a big deal. This is why David, he's saying, search my heart. Show me what, what it, what's in there. Search my heart, oh God. And in fact, I, I remember the first time um, that I really just, this verse really just standing out to me. Um, I was in high school. And, and I went to a church, and, and I didn't know, but I didn't know Jesus personally. And, and I grew up in church, and I didn't have a relationship with God at this moment. And, and I was just going to play, to play the games, to play Foursquare or play uh, Truth or Dare in the back of the church van on the youth trip, um, which was awesome, by the way. Um, totally kidding. But, like, you, you kind of were, I don't know if this, this is stupid, I shouldn't give away. Um, I don't know if you guys ever did this. But you you work this deal out with your friends. You're like, hey, dare dare me to kiss that girl, right? Like you do stupid crap like that, and like and and I I don't know. Maybe God was in that in that moment. I don't know. But that's what happened. And and it was all like four square and like truth or dare and just stupid stuff. And um, and this guy came in to our church to our youth group and and um. And he was talking about having a relationship with God. And how you could know God. And I was like, well, can you really? Can you really know God? And it was intriguing to me. And he read this verse and he talked about David. And, and he talked about how David had the courage to pray this. And I remember going, well, wow, I, I kind of understand this. Like, I kinda, this kind of speaks to me. I kind of get this. And he said, 
he told everyone in the room, he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take like 10 minutes and pray this prayer. And then when you pray this prayer, I want you to just stop for a minute minute and listen for God to speak to you. And in that moment, I was like, dude, like maybe, maybe I can hear from God. Like this would be amazing. Maybe I can hear from God in this moment. And, and so I went and I, I spent this time and I sincerely, in prayer, I sincerely, I prayed and I said, God, search me, know my heart. Test me, show, show, just like that scripture says, test me, show anything that's offensive in me. And I prayed this prayer and I listened and I heard God say, you have an amazing heart. You're the best kid I've ever created. I can't believe I even created you. You're so good. He didn't say that, but, but here's what did happen. I felt God respond to me, and as I'm praying this prayer, and, and here's what I heard, and it wasn't like an audible voice, um, but, but I heard this kind of overwhelming, overwhelming sense of God speaking to me, saying, you're a fake. You're faking it. And I was like, oh, well, God, thank you. That, that's encouraging. That's, that's good to hear today. Like, and, and I'm at this, and what's going on is I'm at this youth group, and I'm pretending I'm a Christian, and 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 I'm not, and I'm and I'm in different moments. I'm with my parents or or teachers at school, and and I'm one guy there, and then I'm with my party friends, and I'm somebody else there, and I'm with my athlete friends, and I'm somebody else there, and I was just faking it. My life, I was just a fake. I was a fraud. And in this moment, I really felt the sense of of awareness of my sinfulness and my need for God. And in that moment, I just remember just being drawn to God and God pulling me towards him. And, and, And I wanna challenge you tonight. When you begin to pray, God, search my heart, it's a dangerous prayer. It's a dangerous prayer because God is gonna show you things in your heart that's not pure. That's not holy. And, and not to be cruel, but to bring you, he doesn't show you those things to be cruel, but he shows you those things to bring you into a closer relationship with him and his Holy Spirit. And, and what happens is his Holy Spirit begins to transform you and conform you into the image of Christ. And it's a dangerous prayer, but I need you to understand this. It's one that can actually make you closer to God, to help you grow closer to God. So David, he prayed this. He prayed, search my heart. And the next thing he prays is this. He says, reveal my fears. He says in verse 23, he says, search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. And then he says, know what? Anybody know? Know my anxious thoughts. What is it that makes you anxious? I know there's a lot of people that deal with with stress and anxiety and all these kinds of things, but what is it that makes you anxious? Like, what is it that makes you afraid? I'm not talking tonight like about like snakes and spiders and small, fast-moving animals because that creeps me out. Or, Or the guy behind the shower curtain who's there in the dark waiting for you when you go to the bathroom. I'm not talking about that guy. He might be there, but he's never been there, right? But you check for him every time, right? 
Like, what is it for you, though? Listen, what is it for you, though, that, that internally makes you afraid? What is it that makes you anxious? Maybe, maybe it's a, afraid of something that's happening at home or something that's happening at school. Maybe, maybe, for, uh, maybe there's a lot of seniors in this room, and you're afraid of the future. You're not sure what's happening. You're not sure your next steps. Maybe you're afraid of the unknown. Maybe for some of you guys in this room, you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of loss. What if I lose somebody? What if I lose something that I value so dearly? So why would we say, God, show me my anxious thoughts? I would argue because of this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Is because what we fear most reveals where we trust God the least. Think about that. What we fear most reveals where we trust God the least. We're saying, God, reveal my fears. Test me. God, show me where, where, you're, where I'm anxious. God, and, and, and show me these things. Reveal these things to me. And, and actually, this afternoon, as I was preparing for this message today, just to be honest with you guys, I prayed this prayer myself just today. And what God showed me about what I fear most and it's not, so, it's not like, like for, serious, small, fast-moving animals freak me out. But like, he, God showed me, began to reveal to me what I fear most. And, um, and, and it's not anything that I'm really proud of. But I'm scared of failing. Even on a deeper level, as I, as I was praying through it, I just realized that, I have this massive fear of being inadequate, um, of not being enough or, or not being good enough and, and not being righteous enough and not being wise enough and not being whatever enough. This is my fear. And, and this is a real issue. And the funny thing is, like, being in the church and um, being a pastor in the church, I can't be driven by fear. That's not who I'm supposed to be. I have to be led by faith. I have to be this great person of faith and, and be a pastor. And these are the things that, and there's some things that I believe that God wants to do right here at Emerge Youth, right here at our church. And, but there's no guarantees that it's going to work, that it's going to happen. And so often my fear will keep me from being obedient. And as I was praying today, what I really believe that God showed me is that, that I have to love pleasing God and serving God more than I fear failing. And that was really powerful to me. I have to love pleasing God and being obedient to him more than I'm afraid of failing. Why does fear matter? Because what you fear most reveals where you trust God the least. And then, and then God's word can begin to speak to the root of the problem. And that, for a lot of you guys in this room, like what we talked about a minute ago, can begin to be that anchor moment for you. And when suddenly you say, like, no, I, I, I will take this step of faith. I don't care about what I feel or what I'm afraid of or what I think is going to happen. I'm going to take this step of faith because I want to please God. I'll do what God's calling to me to do. It's a dangerous prayer. 
See, when you pray this, when you, when you, God will begin to reveal things about yourself that you, you may not have been willing to acknowledge for years. Because the most common lie that we tell is the one that we tell to ourselves. And this is an issue for me too. I've got this. I'm fine. I can handle this. And then we pray, search, search my heart, God. Reveal my fears. Then number three, and, and this is where it gets even a little bit more difficult. Where we, in the prayer, we say, uncover my sins. And this is what David prays, prays and I, I love the courage that it takes to pray this prayer. He prays this. He says, God, see if there's anything offensive, if there's any offensive way in me. Show me, God, anything about my life that is inconsistent with your truth. God, show me anything that I'm doing that is displeasing to you. See if there's any offensive way in me. Because have you guys ever noticed that um, it's, it's really difficult to see our sins in the mirror, to see our own sins? It's, it's really easy to point out everybody else's sins, right? Well, they do this, and they do this, and I know this about them, and I've seen their Snapchat, and I've seen this, and I, I, I've seen them here. It's easy to point out everyone else's sins and everyone else's faults, but it's really difficult to see the sins in the mirror. Like, can you believe she did this? Oh, here he comes saying, or if I were them, I'd tell them to say this. And like, or if I had just one moment with them. Me, oh, no, 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 not me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm holy. Like, I, I've been praying. Like, it's, I got baptized. It's, we're good. Right? Like, have you ever noticed that? Like, we, we tend to accuse others. And, and what do we do with ourselves? We excuse ourselves. We accuse other people, but we excuse ourselves. I, I just have to do it. Like, this is how I get through. It's not that big of a deal, and, and it's none of your business. And here's the line that we love to say, judge not, lest you be judged. Right? And it's easy to see everybody else's sins, but not our own. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. See, the most common lies that are the ones that we tell ourselves. That's why it takes tremendous, tremendous courage to, in our prayer to say, God, search my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me. And I believe that for a lot of us in this room that this could be one of the most game-changing prayers that you'll ever pray. When you give God permission to point out any sin that's dwelling in your heart. When you, when you have the courage and when you have the ability to pray this prayer, to, to, when you're saying, God, see if there's any offensive way in me. When you begin to pray that prayer, I want to tell you tonight, I want to make you a promise that God will begin to point things out. He'll begin to point things out. He'll begin to point things out that you've been trying to explain away for a long time. God will point some things out that what, if for a lot of us in this room that you're trying to deny. Don't deny the truth. Bring it to light. And, and there's different types of confession. 
Like we confess uh, our sins to God for forgiveness and we confess to people for healing. It's biblical. We confess to God for forgiveness. And scripture says, if we confess our sins to God, that he's faithful and he's just to forgive our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But we also confess to people. You confess your sins to one another and pray for each other that you might be healed. We confess to God for forgiveness, but we confess to people for healing. And, um, and this is why that I personally have the absolute best adult leaders in this room. Because here's the deal. A lot of times we're like, oh, confess to people. Like, don't, do not go around to your friends and start like spilling your guts and telling all your worst stuff and all that kind of stuff. Because um, how many of you guys know, you've probably learned at this point in your life, there are times when you're not friends. And there are times when that friend that you've told all of your stuff to goes and tells everybody else, right? And you get really hurt. So when we talk about confessing your sins so that you can be healed, go to someone that you know loves you, that you know that you can trust. And come to, come to them and just say, hey, I need help here. I need help. Like, would, would you, maybe you're, you're, you're dealing with some things and you're, you say, hey, I, would you hold me accountable? for this? Would you pray for me? And I want you to know that myself and all of our leaders in this room, we are not perfect people. By the way, if you're perfect, this probably isn't the church for you. Um, There are no perfect people allowed. So if you're perfect and you're like super holy, like you can go polish your halo somewhere else. But this is a place where imperfect people are being transformed by a perfect God. We all need help. And so maybe our prayer needs to be, God, search my heart, reveal my, my fears, uncover my sins. When I um, put all of what I just told you guys about me together, it, it points to your fake. Like, so, so I'm performing for people. And see that, we see that like, like back in high school, even for me, like I did not want to fail. I did not want to let people down. I want to live up to people's expectation. I don't want to be inadequate because I don't want other people to think I, that I don't have what it takes. And I'm performing for people. And when you add all these things up, what I see is for the vast majority of my life, I've, I've lived for the approval of people instead of living for the approval of God. Like, how is that for disturbing? Like, this is our pastor? Like, living for the approval of people instead of for the approval of God. And, and I know that's not encouraging for anybody, especially when you're a pastor. But what does that do? Here's what it does, and I want everyone to catch this that really points me to my desperate need for Jesus. That points me to my need for Jesus. It points me to my need for his grace and his mercy in my life. It points me to knowing that my identity must be in Jesus, not what other people think. Like what our need does is that it always points to the area where we must call on and and learn on and learn to depend on Christ like whatever he shows you. Maybe, maybe you're in this room and maybe you're addicted. 
maybe you're, you're here tonight, like you won't admit it, but you're addicted. Listen, you, you, if you're addicted, you need his power to overcome addiction. Maybe you, you have this issue and it's totally out of control. You need the truth of Christ to renew your mind, to transform your heart. Maybe you're a materialistic person, like I'm loving the things of this world. You need to fall so in love with Jesus and know that this world is not your home, but heaven is your home. Well, see, whatever he shows you, it's always points directly to your need for Christ. When you say, God, check my heart, cleanse my heart, show me where there's sins, show me where there's fears. And when he begins to show you those things, it really, really, really reveals that you really need Jesus. And this is dangerous prayer. And it takes courage to pray this prayer. Because when you pray it, he'll begin to show you things about yourself that you're not real proud of. But I want you to know tonight that there's always grace. There's always grace. Then David, he says this at the very end. What did he pray? This is the fourth thing. He prays this and uh, he prays, lead me. He says, lead me. See, when you show me what I don't like, God, when you show me what I don't like about myself and show me what needs to be changed and now lead me in the way of everlasting. Verse 24, he says this, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Lead me in the way of everlasting. When you have the courage to pray a very dangerous prayer, search me, God. You have permission to look into the depths of my deceitful heart and show me, God, test me, reveal to me my anxious thoughts. Show me the very places that I fear the most because that shows me where I trust you the least, God. See if there's any offensive way in me. And no, I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. Uh, God, I, I'm letting you reveal to me what I need to hear. And we're about done. It points to our direct need for Christ. Jesus, I need your help. I need your power. I can't do this on my own. I need your power, Jesus. I need your grace, Jesus. I need your freedom. So for me, Jesus, my identity must be completely in him because I refuse to perform for people. God, I wanna, I wanna live for God. I wanna live for him. Help me to live for an, an audience of one by knowing so much of who I am in Christ and my, my security is in him and him alone. And I wanna tell you tonight, when you begin to pray this prayer, it will show you your need and, that, and you take that need directly to Christ and you let Christ meet you and conform you to his image. And it's a dangerous prayer, but it's a prayer that can transform your life. I want to close together with this prayer in Psalm 139. This is what we read tonight. And, and here's our prayer. And here's what I want to ask of everyone in this room. If you'd set up, listen up. I, want to, I need everyone's participation in this. Psalm 139. And it's on the screen. Could we go to that one earlier where it's all like kind of stacked on top of each other? Okay, here it is. Here's what I want to ask of you guys to pray this prayer with me. 
Would you say it with me? Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting.